Kiddushin Dav Kav Zayin. We were last discussing that a person could acquire movable objects uh, through land. Meaning when he, buy, when he buys the land, he could buy movable objects with it. And the question was, does the movable objects have to be on that land or not? And we brought right to uh, to tell me that uh, it doesn't, and then we proved that the, uh, that it does. And now we brought up another proof that it does, and then we, we knocked out that proof. And we're still stuck with that question. Does the movable objects have to be on that land or not? And with that, we're going to start Kavzayin Amud Aleph, five lines in, in the middle of the land, where it says Tashema. The Amarava Baritzhak Amarav. Now, there's a Braita, it says, There's two types of contracts. Number one, if the owner of a field told two people, Acquire this field for this person, and write him up a contract. So, after they already made the Kenyan, they already acquired it for him, he could renege, he could go back on the contract. However, he cannot go back on the, the, the field. They already were zuched for him too late. But the contract he, or the receipt that he plans on giving, he could take that away. Now, if he said, Go acquire this, but on condition that you write the, the receipt or that contract, then Hoser ben Bashtar ben Basadeh until they actually wrote up the contract and they acquired it and did everything, he could go back on both. Now it's not two, only two types, and there's also Shilosharot, and there's a third one. Tere the two that we just mentioned. another one is Im if the seller wrote up a contract or receipt. Like what we learned, that two Aidim Kotvim Shtar, the Mocher, that witnesses could write a contract for the for the seller, even though the buyer is not there with him. And Kevanche Hazik Aimo Bekarkan, once the buyer grabbed onto that land, Nikna Lo Shtar, Bechol Makom Shehu. Once they grabbed onto that land, the buyer gets that contract no matter where it is. Shmami. Now, what do you learn from that last piece? That you don't need the movable object on that land. The Gemara says, no. Maybe Shani Shtar, maybe Shtar. The contracts are totally different than movable objects. The Avsira, it's like the saddle of the land. It's the leash of the land. It's all connected. Therefore, wherever the wherever the, that uh, contract is, it's connected to this land. But the Quran says, "Yeah, but But didn't we say zohi sheshaninu nechasim she'en le'mahayut neknin nechasim she'es le'mahayut bekesef mishtar v'hazaka." But didn't we say about this exact brayta, this exact case, that this is the subject that we're talking about, where movable, where movable objects can be bought with land, with kesef, shtar, hazaka? This is exactly what we're talking about. Shema mina. Bottom line is, you see, once we mentioned it, once Rabbi Rafiya mentioned it in a brayta, shema mina. Lo We learn from here that you don't need the movable object on the land. Shema mina. 
Okay, so the Gemara has another question when we're buying one thing with another. When someone is buying one thing with the other, someone's buying the movable object with the land, does he need to say agav, meaning you're buying this with that? Although maybe you don't have to say those words. So the Gemara answers, Tashema, the Katane Kolane. Look, we brought all these cases before. Velo Katane Agav. We never mentioned the word Agav. It didn't say buy this with this. And all the cases that we brought in Kavav Amadibet and we mentioned over here, it doesn't say the word Agav. But the Gemara says, yeah, but Ultamech, but according to that logic, Kene mi Katane, does it say once buy, go acquire? It doesn't say the word Kene. Ela. You have to say, we're talking about a situation where he said, same thing, until he says the word with. You don't need that the movable object should be on the land. However, to say the word by and to say the word with, you have to say those words. Here's another question. The question is, He's selling the field and he's giving away a movable object. So let's say he's selling him his house and he's also throwing in a Rolex watch while we're at it. Mal, what's the halakha? Do we say, at the end of the day, the other person is acquiring or do we say they're two separate acquisitions? So Tashima, let's learn the story with Rabbi Gamliel and the elders. He said, He said that Ma'asir that I'm supposed to give to Levi is going to go to Rabbi Yeshua ben Hanya, and that area is rented to him. So now the rent is sort of like a sale, and he's giving him a gift to Ma'asir. What do I learn from here? That you could, you could sell and give a gift at the same time. So now here's another question. Let's say you're, you're selling the land to one person and you're giving the movable object or you're selling a movable object to someone else. What's the halakha? Do we say at the end it's one person giving or do we say it's two different people getting? It's two different things. So Tashim, Adagamad, just answered from uh, the Brayta with Rabban Gamil and the elders on the boat. And he said, The second ma'asir, uh, the ma'asir ani, that I'm supposed to give, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give to Rabbi Akiva, so he can give, he's a gabayt staka, he's going to give it for the poor people. And that area where the ma'asir is, is going to be given to Rabbi Akiva. So you see, Rabbi Akiva is getting the land in a sale or rent, and the, the master is going to go to the poor people. The master says, no, my muskar, what does that mean it's rented? Maybe it's muskar la maaser. Maybe that, that area is rented for the maaser. So the poor people can get it. It has nothing to do with Rabbi Akiva. Or you could say, maybe Shani Rabbi Akiva, maybe Rabbi Akiva is different. He's a Gabbai Tzaka, and maybe he's the Yad Aniyim, maybe he is the hand of the Aniyim. So it's the same person buying and, and buying the land and the movable objects. So Amaraba, Lo Shanu Ela Shenatan Demekulan. A person only gets the movable object with the land is only if he gave the, the amount of money for both of them.
So let's say the house cost a hundred and the, the, the watch cost uh, ten. So if he gave a hundred ten, then okay, then you know that he he bought both. But if he didn't pay for all of it, he did not buy from the movable objects unless whatever he paid for. And Tanya Kavate de Rabah, we have a Braita like Rabah. It says, Sometimes cash is better than the, the contract. And sometimes the contract is better than cash. How? Yafe koaha kesef. The Braita says sometimes cash is better than the contract. Shakesef podin bohekteshoto maser sheni. With money, with cash, you could redeem things that are hekdesh, things that are maser sheni. You're supposed to in your shalim. You're not going to be able to carry all this in your shalim, so transfer it to money. Good. Masha'en ken mishtar. You can't transfer kedusha when it comes with the contract. On the other hand, yafe koaha shtar. The contract is better. Shashtar motzi bebat Israel. Masha'en ken bekesef. That a star, a contract like a get, has a woman divorced. Money can't do that. She can't uh, pay her way out of the marriage. And kesef, cash, and star, the document, is stronger stronger than a hazaka. And a hazaka is stronger than both of them, kesef and star. How? How are both of them stronger? Shishnehem, Konin Be'avid Evri, both of them, Kesef and Ishtar, can buy an Avid Evri. Masha'en ken b'chazaka, chazaka, you can't buy an Avid Evri, just by me grabbing a Jew and working with him doesn't make him mine. Yafek koa chazaka, but on the other hand, the chazaka is stronger than Kesef and Ishtar, chazaka, in the case of a chazaka, machar lo iser sadot b'iser medinot, if I sold someone 10 lands in 10 different uh, states or countries, all the person to do is grab onto one of them. Then he buys all of them. So all he had to do was close the door, lock the door in estate A, and he gets all of them. Now, what are we talking about? That's if he gave enough money for all of them. If he didn't pay enough for all of them, he only paid enough for one house. Then he only acquired whatever he spent. So if he only spent on two houses, he gets. If he did a hazaka, he only gets hazaka for those two houses, not for all of them. And there, by the way, there's a fascinating Ramban and Ashba that say if they're actually next to each other, then hazaka for one would work for all of them, even if you didn't pay all the money yet. And Messiah led Shmuel. This Brayta helps Shmuel. Damar Shmuel. If machar lo eser sadot be'eser medinot, if a person sold his friend ten lands in ten different countries, kevan shechzik be'hat men kanat kulan. Once he held on to one of them, he owns now all of them. And amarava ha beredirav ika teda. You should just know she'ilu masar lo eser behemot be'avsar echad. If someone sold his friend ten animals with one leash, ve'amar le and he told him kenem ilokanim does he not buy? Same thing, when he does hazakah on one land, he buys all of them. And I'm ruled that the rabbis in the Shiva told Ravahami, what are you comparing? Hatam with animals, you're holding on to the leash of every single animal in his hand. Hacha, when you're buying the land, you're not grabbing onto all these lands with your hand. So it's not a good comparison. You're not, it's not a good analogy. 
Now, and some say that uh, this is the way Rav Ha said it. Amar Rav Tedade Lokani should just know that he is not Kone. Why? Because Ilu Masar Lo had, if you would have gave him ten animals with one leash, the Amalo Zokene, and you would have told him only buy this one, Mikane, could he buy it? Meaning could he buy the rest of those animals? Obviously not, because he only told him buy one. And same thing with the land. When he only grabbed onto one, he doesn't grab onto all of them. And the Gemara pushed off. Uh, in this version, is the way the, uh, the Gemara pushed it off. Midame, what are you comparing the animals to the to, to the fields? Hatam by animals, gufi muhlakim. They're they're separate animals. Let's say there's ten animals. They're ten separate animals. They're not connected to one another. Ha, but over here, sadna de'arahadhu. The base of the land of the ground is all one. All the land in the world is one. And therefore, when you grab onto one, you could grab onto the others. They're not separate. And that's why you could do it with land, but you can't do it with animals. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, In general, we don't swear on land. But if someone has a swear, or you could force your friend to swear on a movable object, then you could also make him swear on the land. This is the concept of Gilgul Shevua, is where we roll over a swear. Since you're already Hayav a swear, you're already uh, holding on to the Torah and swearing, then we're just going to throw another swear onto you. So the Gemara asks, Amar Ula, Gilgul Torah. How do we know that we roll over swears from the Torah? It says, by a woman who's a sota. Her husband thinks she's with another person uh, and he warns her in front of two IDM, you know, that they'd be anywhere near this person and she's with that person in private and he brings her to the Beta Migdash and they make her drink the water, they make her swear. And over there it says, it says in the Torah, amen, amen. The woman has to say amen twice, Utnan. And we have a Brayta on this, a Mishnah on this. What's she saying, amen twice? Amen, Allah, Allah. One amen on the on the curse that if uh, she actually did the avera, then it, her stomach will blow up. And amen, Allah Shabbat. And she's also saying amen on the swear. Amen, Amen, She's saying amen whether she did avera with this person or amen if it was uh, someone that the husband didn't know about. Amen, unsua She's saying amen that she was not mezana when she was engaged, when she was married. If she was a shomer yabam, meaning her original husband passed away and she was waiting for Shimon to do yibum, she didn't do an avera then. Uchnusa, even after Shimon did the yibum. So you see that she's she's saying amen, amen, even on other things. So she once she's swearing, she's swearing. So. Hi Arusa Before we continue this, when it says yeah, she didn't do Navira when she was in Arusa, what exactly is going on? Let's say a regular husband and wife, and uh, he, he was already mekaneta, he was already jealous, and he already gave her the warning when they were engaged. And he's giving her the drink when she's engaged. But that's a problem because we learn 
that in Arusa and Shemete Bam, they don't drink that uh, wa- that water with Hashem's name in it, and they don't get their Ketubah. Why? Because they caused it. Now, my Tama, what's the reason they don't drink? Because the Pasuk says, Tahat Ishech, under her husband, Amar Hamana, the Pasuk said, Vilek, and you don't have that because they're not married yet. So then what are we talking about? No, so the, the, the Gemara tries to explain that Mishnah. Ela de Kanela Keshi Arusa. Rather, he was jealous. He gave her the warning when she was engaged. Venistera Keshi Arusa. And she was with that other person she, in private when she was engaged. Vekam Mashkela Keshi Nesua. And now that they got married, now he brings her to the Beit HaMikdash and lets her drink the water and make her swear. And but it's but really that whole uh, that that whole going in private happened when she was engaged. But the woman says, yeah, but that's still a problem because mi kela maya does the water chuck her in that type of case. The pasuk says venika ishme avona marhamana. The pasuk says that the man is clean from sin, meaning bizman ishme nukeme avon when the husband himself is clean from sin, meaning he wasn't with her after he gave her the warning. So the drasha is bizman shayish avon when he's clean from sin that means he wasn't with her after the warning then then the water tests his wife and en ish avon if he's not clean from sin then the water does not test his wife it doesn't check her out to see if she if she was good or not. So now, bottom line is, you see that there's this concept of once you're there swearing, you swear on something else. She's swearing that she wasn't with anyone now and, and even before. And all this is only possible, it's only by rolling over a swear from one thing onto the other. So the Gemara says, yeah, but Ashkehan Sota de Isura, I understand by an Isur. This is something that is Asur Mutar. I understand, okay, there could be a concept of rolling over a swear. However, Mamona Menalan, how do we know that this deen is also when it comes to money? So Tana Debe Rabbi Shemael, Rabbi Shemael says, we learn it from a Kalva Homer. Money is learned from Sota from a Kalva Homer because. Sota, you need two witnesses in order to get this started. There's a famous Gizra Shabbat, Davar Davar. You need two witnesses for the Sota in order to get that swear started. Then, money which you could get someone to swear, even with one witness, with two witnesses, you could pull out money. With one witness, you could get him to swear. All the more so, I should be able to roll over a swear. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem. Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.